Hello, folks, and welcome to an episode of Irreverent Aromatherapy. I am one of your hosts, Amy Anthony, based here in New York City, and it is such a lovely day today. I'm so excited to be here with my friend, Becky. Hi, I'm Becky from Blue Marble Botanicals in Wisconsin. Also a gorgeous day, so I think we're sharing the same weather. Yay! And we're like miles and miles apart, and we both look up at the same sky together. Yeah, and enjoy the warmth (laughs) of the sun. I love it. Me too. Oh, I forgot. I mean, we also go as drip and drop. So I'm drop. And I'm drip. Awesome. So let's get right down to it because we have our usual series of questions and I'm so excited to hear drip. Drip, what is annoying you this week in the world of your business, aromatherapy, herbalism, life? Thank you for asking, drop. Let me tell you. Let's talk about capsules. I'm not talking about the inside of capsules. I'm talking about the outside of capsules, okay? Yeah. Ooh. it's. Um, I've been playing a lot with them the past, well, I'm going to say four to five months. I have a couple, a few customers slash clients that come in and need them. And so I purchased a capsule making machine. And we'll get into more of the safety on that on capsules in a bit. But let me just explain where I'm going with this. So I made uh, capsules for these people. And inside of it, I used some dried herbs, um, including like marshmallow root for some people, you know, based based on like stomach issues and things like that. Carrier and just a drop of a blend of essential oil in one capsule. Yeah, (laughs) drop that's you. (laughs) <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm such a child. So sorry. So I use just just a you in um just one of you in a capsule. And <laughs> no, here's what I found out. So this is where this is where I'm getting irritated. I keep making these capsules and they are leaking and cracking and breaking. And I have gone through so many different brands and different um, kinds of capsules. And guess what? I'm going to give you all some free information out there in aromatics and herbal world. I did all this research Uh, for you. I just wanted to pause and say I've had those same issues, so I can't wait to hear you share this knowledge, the cracking and the leaking, and it's... Yeah, horrible. So... You have three different types of capsules, the outer shells, basically. You have vegan capsules, which are the most common ones. They're the ones that crack and break and leak. They are made of a pine cellulose, which is actually the plant fiber extracted from wood with an acid process. Then you have gelatin, which is derived from animals. But I found the golden capsule. (laughs) Golden capsule. I did all this research for all of you out there listening right now, so write this down. It's called a Palulin capsule. The outside is still vegan, and a Palulin is used in shredded cheeses, smoothies, barbecue sauce. Mm. Um, Palulin is made of gum, which is generally from tapioca. Mm. And get this, they get the gum just using a process of fermentation from a, a yeast, which is kind of cool. They, they don't use chemicals or anything to 
create it unless you consider yeast a chemical. Um, there's no, uh, usually no solvents used. So here's, here's the caveat, okay, with these pululin capsules um, made through fermentation. And best of all, they are easy to swallow. They go through the esophagus quickly, unlike gelatin, mm -hmm. gelatin capsules that can get stuck. They release their ingredients in 15 minutes, which means they can make it to the stomach because they slide through so quickly. So the best part about them is they're solid and they have a high oxygen barrier. I'm not getting cracking. I'm getting a tight mm -hmm. seal and they will prevent the product inside from oxygenating. That's my story, Palulin capsules. And I'm sure I could look this up. I can reference the Google, but Palulin, P-O-L-L, how do we spell that? It's actually P-U-L-L. Thank you. P-U. 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 Do you smell the inula that I put on myself? P-U. P-U. I love L L U L A N. So thanks for sharing this because I have not purchased a capsule filling machine because I don't um, make quantities like you do. But I have been frustrated with the capsules, and I have gotten like the ones you could go to the drugstore and buy, mm -hmm. um, and I've been frustrated. So I really appreciate your sharing this really good yeah. information. Um, yep. So you look up vegan capsules, you want to order some, make sure they're the Palulin ones because you're probably not getting those. So can I share something really eerie with you, Miss Drip? Please do. Please say yes. So the irony is the fermentation stuff. Just yesterday, I finished reading a book, which I'll mention in a second. And after I finished that book, I picked up this cool magazine. And it's a bit sciencey. Mm -hmm. It's all about chemistry. And one whole page was devoted to fermentation products. Whoa. And how fermentation is used in a lot of different ways. And um, I wish I would have that magazine next to me, and I don't. But it's really cool how cutting edge fermentation is and working with such an ancient practice so i think that's just cool how we both it's been on our radar yeah in separate ways and fermentation you know i mean back to the pool and capsules i didn't talk about this because i didn't want to bore everyone to tears but in the pululin capsules there's actually another ingredient besides the pululin gum there's also a mm. gelin gum which you can find in your almond milk and gel and gum uh, keeps things, brings things together, makes them thick. And guess what else? That instead of using a yeast to ferment, they use a bacteria to ferment. Mm -hmm. So um, fermentation, how cool! And no chemicals needed. Yeah, I mean, you could. I love. I'm doing research right now about creams and stuff and emulsifiers, and I love how people can be nitpicky because I could be like, um, "Drip, that is chemistry." <laughs> That is chemical. Yeah. I'm so sick of of nitpicking words and stuff, so I'm just kind of bringing that up right now. Like that's not yeah, even fire. I love it. So I just I just find them as more um, bacteria and yeast. I find as more living organisms mm -hmm. versus uh, chemical organism. Oh, totally. Chemicals yeah, but it's organisms. chemistry. But I, I, it's true. You're working with nature. Dare I say versus yeah. against it. Right. I love that. And we're it's amazing. It's just I'm just pausing because I'm thinking it's more sustainable. You could like 
encourage and invite this bacteria or yeast and it's you know it's just like when you're a baker and you have yeast always around like your bread's just better because yeast is always in the air like that's just kind of cool just to be part of and this is. is a great segue into my hot topic uh, once we're done with capsules yeah I, I actually think um, I'll ask you what your hot topic is. Oh, wait, we should probably mention safety oh. of capsules, uh, internal use. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you do that because you'll probably be better at it. No, I wouldn't say that I'd be better. And this could be a different episode topic because it's <clears throat> so controversial to think about people ingesting essential oils irresponsibly. Um, so I will share this and then I'll hand the mic back to drip. Um, when you're working with essential oils internally, have a reason and put them in something like a capsule so you can protect your mucous membranes. There are often better ways to address um, issues like uh, by taking things actually via suppositories or pessaries or even just basic inhalation. But when it's a capsule, it must be, I'll use the word solubilized in an oil, the herbal powders, of course, help, but that's also the medicine. And the biggest drum roll, please, is each capsule should generally only have one drop of total essential oil in it. That could be your blend or an oil. And you must be on some kind of protocol where you're not taking these every day, once a day, three times a day for a year, because you're not addressing the actual core issue that's wrong with the individual. So I spoke a lot there. I'll stop. No, you're you're absolutely correct on that. You're absolutely correct. Uh, I love how you always talk about protocol because it's important to talk to somebody about that. I actually read online, I believe I mentioned this in an earlier episode, some person was putting 20 drops in a capsule. That was her general uh, plan. 20 drops of essential oil in a capsule and taking that. Oh. Do not do that, people. That's not good for you. No. Um, I always use sesame oil mm. because um, it's already something our body Bodies, I think rec recognize or sunflower oil, something like that. Mm -hmm. I do not use fractionated <laughs> coconut oil. Oil. Drop the mic. <laughs> she somehow managed to bring fractionated coconut oil up. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Amy, I was wondering, what is your hot topic this week? Oh, thanks for asking. I'm really excited about this. Um, I'll try to keep this short because we could go on. I just finished a book called God's Hotel by Victoria Sweet. This is already probably at least 10 years old. The Briefly, the synapse, you can look about this online. This is a doctor practicing medicine in San Francisco at what was the last almshouse, which would be a hospital for the poor or people that just couldn't afford. It's also a place that had a hospice. But it was good, free medicine. Um, and she gets into some of the politics. But the hot topic is, um, oh, this book just made me so happy reading it, how she, and she is, she is a Christian, and she noticed practicing medicine and studying that there is something lacking a spirit. And she found Hildegard von Bingen, Bignen, am I saying that right? Bingen. Um, you could look at her up, amazing, uh, amazing person back in the medieval times of a very well-respected nun. And she practiced medicine, a time when women wouldn't be seen to practice medicine. So uh, three things I want to touch on here. I want to say these words, and I'd love to banter with um, my friend Drip. She brings up the concept, which is goes across lineages and across cultures of veriditas, 
And this is near and dear to aromatherapy because in aromatherapy, we encourage working with essential oils to help the body heal as it naturally would. And that's what Veritatis is, is vigor in the plant and vigor in the human body. And she has case after case in this book sharing about open bed sores, people with liver failure from alcohol abuse. And she saw people heal with modern medicine. And here's the other point, the old quaint topics or practices of Dr. Diet, Dr. Quiet, and Dr. Merriman. And that is Dr. Diet, nutrition, Dr. Quiet, rest and quiet, convalescence, actually taking time to heal, and um, Dr. Merriman, which is the merry part and especially sexual intercourse, but like partying, lust for life. I love that. So this is just so deep. I wish I was still teaching, especially level two. Maybe one day I will. I would make this required reading for a clinical aromatherapist. So Becky, I want to just ask you to join in Yeah, I think that is, um, it, <clears throat> it's so important to be to use your body to naturally heal um, with the support of other things. Don't expect things to heal for you if you're not going to put in the work. Uh, you have to put in the work mm -hmm. into healing. You can't just expect, I need to sleep, I must take something. You need to sleep because you need to go outside and do a whole lot of walking or spending time in fresh air in order to sleep. You know, um, there's just so many pieces moving pieces and you, I love the way she named them by doctors because that's oh. exactly what it is yeah I, I think I think they've been referred to that for a while but yeah when I read that I was just like but this is so so integrated into our training because we came from the same place as far as our aromatherapy education of course self a lot of self-study too but Correct. Th this here is a non, and I'll bring up the Galenic medicine here, where we still have a Western view of something where they looked at the four humors and temperaments and looked at wet and cold. And in the book, she references that Hildegard was looking at the body like a gardener does. And you know, I'm a gardener, so I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. But we need to rest. And like you said, we need to put the work in. Like if, if I continue to drink and smoke and eat McDonald's every day, I can't expect my body to heal. Correct. Even if I went to all the essential oils in the world and things like that. And by the way, I do enjoy a, a good martini once in a while. And I enjoy a old fashioned once in a while. Okay. More than once yes. in a while. I'm not going to lie here. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but I mean, we, I guess we can go on a little bit, but it's, um, we talk about protocols and I know, I don't want to put you on the spot drip, but I know you have people come into your store. You have repeat clients. I'm, uh, when I see clients, I'm seeing one this week and I'm scheduling another virtual consultation. Um, those are interesting, but fun. We talk about protocols, right? And we, t we ask, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Like, how do you approach when you work with somebody when you take their intake or. Yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about. You, you. As a holistic practitioner, we have to look at the big picture. Um, if somebody comes in and says, I'm getting headaches, you, ha you have to ask all the right questions to figure out why they're getting the headaches. Because, you know, as a person, again, you're like you're saying, you're so we're so used to Western medicine um, that it's again, it's the pill popping and whatever. But you have to ask the right questions, know the right questions. I have a headache. What do you eat regularly? What's your caffeine intake? 
what is your, you know, um, thing, just things like that. Basically, you need to ask the right questions yeah. and figure out the big picture and then guide them along the way. Uh, eat better, spend more time outdoors, yep. you know, get rid of stress a little bit. Yeah, that's where essential yoga, oils come in you know? as, as cues to help even from an olfactory standpoint to de-stress in some way. But Oh, I love that. Cues to help. That is beautiful. Thanks. You said that so well. But uh, something I want to piggyback on that is in the in our intake, and this comes out in this book, God's Hotel, a lot of her practice, she used diagnostic tools of the Western, uh, modern medicine, I'll call it, because I still like Western medicine and the, and the Galenic medicine tradition. Um, we look at the people, we look at their posture, and a lot of her practice with diagnosing was to also spend actual time with her patients and sit and watch and listen. And that's the big thing, like what do their eyes look like? Notice their skin, their hair, their posture. Because if someone comes to me with a headache, and they're bent over, maybe it's muscles, maybe they're humped over a computer. You know, like there's so much by being with somebody and, and that it's more than just looking at a book being like, lavender is good for sleep, right? There's so much more in a, pra- right. in a practice. So much more. Yeah. So much more. Right. And I, I'm not going to lie. I have a, um, a table actually in my shop for the things people come in and they most commonly want because they do treat it like Western medicine. They come in and they're like, I have this problem. Can you help me right now? Mm -hmm. And they don't want to sit down and have something built for them. They want to grab and go just like you would a bottle of Tylenol. I do have that here. Um, but you're right. Uh, to sit down with somebody is so much more helpful to us as practitioners. Yeah. But in defense of let's say you have a classic sleep spray or headache roll on a lot of these things are proven to work generally for most people so there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with having a i'll call it remedy made right and yep. oh my gosh i'm right. looking at our time but i'm already thinking of dr valnay one of the quote-unquote founders of aromatherapy of modern aromatherapy to this day, you can buy his prescriptions that he concocted in a very me- medicinal way. And like, so it's just a way of how do we approach it? There's no wrong way, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. But you're, you are correct that the better approach would be really looking at that person as a whole body. Yeah. As you say, uh, drum roll, whole body, whole plant, right? Is that yep. one of your... That's how I feel. Yeah. Yep. That's my thing. So totally. I really, um, I'm not one, I will never make a suggestion unless I'm floored by something. So I really was floored by this book and I forgot how it got on my radar, but um, it was just, I really, again, I'd make this required reading for my students. I appreciate it. Can you give us the name and author again? again? Yeah. God's Hotel by Victoria Sweet. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I want, do you want to get a what's what's the fun thing on our collective radars? Yeah, I think that sounds fun. Well, for me, yes. I'm just going to touch on one really quick. Monarda fistulosa, aka bee balm. I did buy some <sighs> some I did buy some yesterday um, to grow. But I got to tell you, I cannot find the essential oil anywhere. It's always red bee balm. It's not the right kind it's not the right species why can't well, i find I, it but so there's 
Fistulosa has is it geraniol in it, and it's just different. And the other one, the red thyme, has a lot of the phenols in it, which is what uh, the heat that kills stuff. Not to say geraniol is not great as well. Right, right. And um, you know, I looked it up. Bee balm, <clears throat> Monarda fistul- fistulosa, has a very high yield when you uh, distill the essential oil. It grows everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I could think of is. Last year, I harvested and distilled some, and it was loaded. The flowers, because that's what you distill is the flowers, mm-hmm. loaded with bugs, loaded. There was no getting out of it. Little tiny black bugs, and the petals are, I'm going to get this word wrong. They're like tubes, tubule. I don't yeah, know. they're tubular. I, yeah, so the petals of Monarda are tubular, and these little black bugs just live inside of them. So I'm wondering if that's the issue as to why... It's hard to get. I don't know. I mean, they just might be really happy pollinators. Um, but it's it's a that's also sounds like a hot topic. Yeah, I'm smelling so what, I'm what, smelling fistulosa right now. Yeah, it's really good. I when I distilled it last year, it was totally wrong because I did not just distill the flower tops. I distilled part of the green as well. Mm-hmm. It ended up smelling like oregano. <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah, because um, just for our listeners, so uh, there's a couple Monardas out there. So it's an important thing if you're interested, remember the Latin binomial. Monarda fistulosa is a common, I don't like the word common, it's a pro- prolific woodland plant. It likes a little shade. Mm-hmm. Um, just be aware to always get that species, the fistulosa, because you might also see the other ones like Didima and I have two Didimas right here. Latin binomials are important. Yeah, they are for what what you would like them for. And yeah. fistulosa, in my opinion, the smell is a lot sweeter and calmer, which mm-hmm. I relate that directly to the body. Yep. Very Defin- peaceful. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how how about you, Amy? What's on what's on your radar? Oh, she's blue and her name is Tansy. Oh, beautiful Tansy. Tennessee. I love that. Yeah, so this is on my radar because I've never felt like growing this. I did probably more than 10 years ago, and now I feel like growing it again thanks to this book, and I've been reading some medieval, um, thanks to the cloisters here in New York, I was checking out their blog, truth be told, and thanks to Hildegard, I'm just reading about blue tansy and spending time. I wor- generally work with it for allergies and facial care. And it's just so sweet and mm. calm and lovely. And I'm looking forward to finding some herbs next, next week and ha- asking them to live in my garden. Oh, yay. <laughs> Drip, that's what I wanted to, that's what I was chiming in. I was like, that's what I want. I want to ask one or two plants to grow and I just want to be with it and maybe I'll drink tea but I, I'm not gonna try to grow enough for distillation I just want to get to know it you know agree I love that mm. uh, I'm just gonna smell tansy for a while well that's hey. all I have to say about tansy and thank you for sharing um thank you for and, sharing yeah and I just wanted to tell everyone Thank you again for joining us this week for Irreverent Aromatherapy. We appreciate our repeat listeners. And from Becky in Wisconsin, 
I'd like to say thank you. Hope you tune in next time. And uh, just say thank you from Amy in New York City. Um, look forward to letting you know if, if I bought some tansy to plant. So um, thanks for listening, and we look forward to spending more time with you again. Thanks, everyone. Ciao for now.